Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson, and we are studying through the book of Luke and have gotten all the way, finally, to chapter 11. Finally. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about um, the sign of Jonah mm-hmm. first. Yeah. So in yeah, verse it starts in verse 29. 29. So that's a, you know, it's it's also something that Matthew brings up. I mean, this um, has a parallel in Matthew. And mm-hmm. so we'll look through this one and kind of watch for how Luke is using it. But this is really interesting in the way that it points us to a couple of Old Testament stories and really forces us to see more in them than we might have seen otherwise. Right. And so I think that's a great way. So typologically speaking, we could even say that that's uh, some, something we're going to try and take a look at. And I think that uh, will be helpful for a lot of people who are listening, hopefully, and y'all will get a lot out of that. But it's also got this constant, uh, it's got some other language in it too, which points us to other places in the Old Testament. So we'll mm-hmm. take a look at several things from that perspective. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that. So yeah. I'm really glad that you're here. As always, eatscripture.com is our website. You can go there at any time. You can see other resources we have. You can see uh, all of our podcasts, full list there. You can see other articles, um, some books that have been written, a couple of those by me and uh another author, um, different things, resources for people. So just trying to keep a lot of that in front of people, in front of y'all, in front of everybody. Um, and then also a donate page is there. If you'd like to help out the ministry in some way, that would be very beneficial to us, obviously. And this ministry is funded by uh, people who love the idea of really keeping the word of God in front of others and helping others to come closer to the Lord through his word and just how powerful it is coming to know him in the way that he meant for us to, we believe through the written word that we have. So what a blessing we've been given and and a great way to come close to him on a regular basis. That's what he's really designed it for. So you can take a look at that when you get a chance, you can share our podcast on social media or whatever, and write us a review like on uh, iTunes or I mean, Apple podcasts, I think is what it's (laughs) called now or something like that. Uh, And that will help us tremendously. So really, really appreciate all the time that you give to it. Thank you. Or if you just want to send us a quick email or yeah. note, you can go through the website and do that. But yeah. uh, just to let us know if there's some way you think we can improve on this. So. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear questions that. or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you can see now, we've started including for each podcast, there's one with background music and one without. And we're kind <laughs> of amazed because... <laughs> Because it's really an interesting, almost dead even split between yeah. the people Seems who listen. Seems like either way, if we went one way or the other, we were uh, maybe bothering half the people. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like now. Because <laughs> truly, you guys are kind of split on, pretty much split on how uh, much you listen to one or the other. So we really appreciate that and the attention that you give it. Thank you, guys. Um, we will now jump into this portion of Luke, um, which starts in Luke chapter chapter 11 verse 29 and we will i think just just start by reading 29 through 32 and then we'll get into the next part all right let's do it when the crowds were increasing he began to say this generation is an evil generation it seeks for a sign but no sign will be given to it except the sign of jonah for as jonah became a sign to the people of nineveh so will the Son of Man be to this generation. 
The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Man, okay. Interesting couple of pieces of Old Testament for Jesus to bring up here uh, and use. So we've got to, now we've got to think twice. Why would he, why would he be particularly pulling these out? And I had forgotten that part about Solomon and the Queen of the South Mm -hmm. was even in this part. Because we always think about the sign of Jonah Mm -hmm. because that's the heading in our Bible. (laughs) And just kind of forget that he kind of put that there right there in the middle too. Yes, he did. Two totally different stories. So. Right. Let's talk about that. You would think think of them as different stories for sure. Um, Interesting the way he uses generation through here too. What we're going to find is on this podcast and then on the next one, the one right following this, we're going to cover the uh, through the end of this chapter. So 1129 through 1154 will be covered in these two podcasts. In this section, the word generation gets used seven out of the 10 times that it gets mm-hmm. used in Luke. And, and so, and it's so a big, big block. It's, it's supposed to throw us back to, um, to the wilderness wandering. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I saw you have a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wilderness wandering, um, which is because, and we're thinking about that because, remember a whole generation of people had to die off a generation of specifically right. warriors, the specifically those at the ages ready for war. So between 20 and 60 uh, ish, uh, if I remember right, I'm, I'm not going to, I'll probably say it wrong if I, without having look, being looking at it directly, but that all those of fighting age right. are going to die off because of their unfaithfulness. Right. Because they, they had gotten, they had gained freedom mm-hmm. from their oppressors mm-hmm. and taken out and were heading to the promised land. Yes. But they didn't trust God. Right. To, to provide them for them and, and take them in. Yeah. And, take, yep. And so whenever, so whenever those, those uh, fighting age men can, became the representation of a, of a generation that would not trust God to take them in and give them this land that he had told them he would and provide for them, like you said, and mm-hmm. just keep them safe and give them all that they needed as they got in there, even though their enemies to them looked bigger than them and looked like they couldn't possibly win. If they would just be faithful, God wanted to take them in, put right. faith in God, stop looking at what you see and he'll take you in. Well, they never would do that. So God rejected them and that whole generation wound up and that's wandering why they in the had wilderness. to wander in the wilderness they were right there at the doorstep at the doorstep the promised land yeah. pretty quickly yes but they had to wander quickly. for 40 years because until that generation died off because they couldn't go into because the promised of faithlessness land. yep exactly. and so i think when he's talking about this generation is yeah. an evil generation that's right there in that's verse exactly what we're supposed to think of and he is saying that to these crowds 
that are out there right yes, now. Yes, exactly. His of his day. So it, the, says, it says when the crowds were increasing, he began to say, so he's standing mm -hmm. before a large crowd of people who are beginning to follow him and they are mixed. Mm -hmm. Some yeah. of them, their hearts are right. Mm -hmm. And some of them are just trying to catch him. See what, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then some of them just want to see the next sign he's going right. to do. Right. Exactly. Sure. So, which is yeah. what it says here. It's all over the place. Um, and, and so like you're saying, I think is a hundred percent right. Here's, here's this new Moses who's come mm -hmm. and he's using language like Moses used as he talks to them. Moses uses that word generation when he's talking to the people of his day and talking to them about how they should have put faith in God, but they didn't. And now a whole generation had to die off. Numbers 32, 13. Deuteronomy 135, Deuteronomy 214, very clear there. Deuteronomy 325 and 3220. All of those places, Moses is using this word generation to talk about these people who wouldn't be faithful. And so they right. were going to die off in the wilderness or already had died off in the wilderness because they wouldn't put their faith in God. Mm -hmm. So here when Jesus starts using it, an evil generation, a faithless generation, different things like this their mind should go straight back to Moses right. and he should be seen as the new Moses who's trying to get them to put their faith in God again. Yes. But will they? He knows that ultimately well, this whole gener as a whole, this generation won't do that. And we know because we have hindsight mm -hmm. that within this generation, within this generation, mm -hmm. it really was a generation mm -hmm. And Jerusalem would fall yes. and be sacked and they would be scattered everywhere. That's right. So this, this generation, generation didn't yeah, didn't come on board as a whole ever with what Jesus was doing. And it did die out in a major, big, ugly way. Mm -hmm. um, Israel and this generation met its end uh, in AD 70 is what you would right. say. So... Really interesting, really interesting. I think. I mean, I think this just this just should hammer home that whole Moses language, and we should see mm -hmm. Jesus for what he's really saying here. I am the one who wants to lead you into the promised land, but unless you put your faith in me, you'll never right. get there. You have to trust me. Yeah. Even even if it doesn't look like it's going well, mm -hmm. you have to trust me. Yes. And so they're seeking for a sign. Right. He's, I mean, first, he's, he's been, getting he's mad at He's fed the 5,000. He's been casting out demons. He's, And there are people who are starting to follow him because they like this, uh -huh. you know. Following a miracle maker around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they just want to watch more. Mm -hmm. They're enjoying the show. Yeah. Yeah. So they're seeking for signs. Signs are great. Yeah, we love signs. And they're seeking for signs. And then he says in verse 29, well, no sign will be given it. Here's the only sign this generation should need or receive even is the sign of Jonah. And well, so that what, leaves, I mean, the reader mean? reads it and goes, uh, what's the sign of Jonah? Mm -hmm. Yep. And you have to go back and think about that story. Yes, you on. do. You're forced to think about that. For as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the son of man be to this generation. Now, that actually gets a little clearer if we read Matthew, because he actually talks about the three days and nights mm -hmm. in the belly of the whale. But here, right. Luke doesn't it's say that. a little that. more explanation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, boy, Luke leaves it a lot more nebulous than that. Jonah's a sign, so am I. 
Jonah, just like Jonah was assigned, so will the son of man be. Okay. The thing well, is what? that what we need to remember that Jonah is kind of he is a type, mm-hmm. and but he's yeah. a negative type. Negative he, type. He yeah. did come to evil people and preach, and they repented. Yep. And, and received God's blessing, received right. God's um, but forgiveness. The, but unlike um, Jonah, Jesus wanted to come. Yes, does it all in a yes. positive frame of mind. Jonah didn't want right. to go yep. to these people and have them repent. That's right. Jesus does want us to. but um, And both of them spend three nights, days right. and nights. Jonah should have died. I mean, that's yeah. without miraculous, yeah. without the miracles of God, Jonah would have died. And uh, certainly Jesus did die. So where Jonah, Jonah is a negative type and he's never really died because of God's miraculous work, whatever. Then here comes Jesus, the positive type who does come and preach God's word mm-hmm. to a sinful people who do repent. And he does actually die, spend three days and nights in the belly, heart of the earth. And, um, and so. it, I don't want to get too um, off track here, but Jonah is a negative type because Jonah is kind of representing Israel in that God wanted Israel to go be a light yes. to the uh, world yes. and bring them to repentance, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to. They didn't, they didn't want, want to, to share what the blessings that God had given them. That's right. And so, yep. but Jesus also represents represents Israel, Israel in the most positive possible sense. Yeah, do what God wanted mm-hmm. Israel to do all along. And yes, he is, the, he is the ultimate Israel. Yes, so, he is the great um, Israel. Yes, right. Anyway, I'm getting us off. Oh, but you're a making bit, those are such good points. Yeah, I think it helps us to understand what he's talking about here. Yes, yes. Jonah was a microcosm of Israel that didn't want to do what God wanted him to do. And then here comes Jesus who incorporates all of faithful Israel in himself and does do everything that the father wants. That he's always wanted Israel to be. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then he doesn't stop there. No, then he switches to a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It goes to, now you can top on that, put on top of that, the queen of the South, now, we know her as the Queen of Sheba. Right. If we go it's back to confusing. the Solomon story. Yeah. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. And condemn them. Both of these people are going to be a judgment together. Mm-hmm. The, her generation and her. Uh, and then all the men of this generation will be standing before God uh, in that great day of judgment. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Yes. Okay. Again. <laughs> so something greater than Jonah was here because, again, we already talked about that because Jesus was positive because Jesus came doing all in in great fulfillment and miraculously through God's hand, all of that. So he was an even better, much better and greater than Jonah ever was. Here comes the queen of the south who's going to rise up and she's going to condemn this generation because she when she saw the wisdom of Solomon was so impressed that she traveled the great distance to find out about where this wisdom comes from, get her questions answered, give a great offering to God because of all that Mm -hmm. he was obviously working in Solomon. And so Solomon was obviously a great light. 
Yes, he was a light. Exactly. That's right. He was a great light for God to the nations, to the world. And so the world came streaming to him. And so Jesus is saying, look, if the if the queen of the south saw that in Solomon, Solomon, who was just a man that God used Mm -hmm. to do great things for the world. You, on the other hand, have the son of man standing before you. Right. And you won't come. Oh, my goodness. If she'll be condemning you. She, that Gentile who lives way far away will be condemning this generation because she responded to even a man who God was working through. And you have a chance to respond to the son of man who God's working through. And you live right here. I mean, you're right in my, in my presence. You have a chance to hear. And all you want is a sign. You're not getting it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so, it's so devastating. It's kind of (laughs) sad. And, uh, and boy, if Solomon had wisdom to answer questions, how much more yeah. Jesus, you know, the great, I mean, yeah. Solomon's a type of the one to come. Here's the anti-type standing right here. How much greater is he than the type, you yeah. know? Um, and so here's the greatest king with all the wisdom there is. You should be responding responding to him. So verse 32, the men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. So both... The because queen of the Sheba of and the men of Nineveh and the queen of Sheba both recognized in the type. Yes, in the type, what that God was present. The great because, salvation of yes. God, the presence of God, and what He wanted. And to, yeah, they were attracted to that. Yes, but you're just asking for a sign. You're just looking for signs. Yeah. You're just following around, not even recognizing that you have something even greater. Oh my goodness! Than yes. Solomon or Jonah. Yes before you oh man it's so telling the most amazing anti-type is standing right here and they mm-hmm. won't see it for they repented at the preaching of jonah those people in nineveh they repented at jonah's preaching mm-hmm. oh my goodness you need you you should be repenting it's jesus preaching in front of you now this is the if you repent at that preaching of jonah and you can go read that i mean it's a generation that was saved no oh, man it's a yeah. It, it was a generation that was uh-huh. saved. It was a generation that was saved in Jonah. Right. I mean, of the most what what was considered some of the most heinous evil people in the world, mm-hmm. um, and so so they need to be responding to Jesus's preaching and teaching, which they are not. Something right. greater than Jonah is here. Now we get to this part in at the end of verse thirty-two, and really we don't have a break here even though like you said you know you pointed out we talked about already a little bit we got this little subheading here that makes it look like there's a a break here between 32 and 33 but jesus just keeps talking i mean there's no there's no real break continuous yeah and so this part goes with the part that we've just been talking about so when we read that keep that in mind yeah so let's start in 33 and we'll read through 36. okay No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. 
you have already kind of pointed to how these two are tied together with with the idea of uh, the light that they were supposed to be. And that's, I think, exactly right. That's what this generation was supposed to be a light to the world around them, just as God had called his people from the very beginning to be a light to the world around them. Surely now this generation is supposed to be one. And so now they've got a chance to be, but will they or not? I mean, they've had a light lit in them is where right. the point of this is going. Right. Will they choose to keep it to because themselves? Because they have the true light with mm -hmm. them yeah. right now. Yeah. For sure. Will they choose to put it under a basket? In other words, keep it to themselves, not say anything about it. Or will they put it on a stand uh, that those who mm -hmm. enter can see the light also, mm -hmm. like it says in verse 33. I mean, that's really where this is headed. Right. I mean, I, it directly relates back to the mm -hmm. other yeah. because God called Israel to be a light to yeah. the nations. Oh yeah. And he's asking them if they're going to, mm -hmm you know, be lit. Oh yes, gonna... for sure. Uh, and then this, this, by the way, sounds almost identical. sounds identical to eight sixteen, Right. But there he's making a slightly different point. If you continue, you know, there's a little, that context that's related to it in eight sixteen is slightly different than this context. And so in this one, uh, we're driving kind of a different point home. We are a different point home. Verse 34, he goes on with this. He uses the lamp imagery to continue, but now he's putting the lamp, kind of using it as the eye itself. Right. The eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it's bad or evil, your body is full of darkness. Mm -hmm. Your body is opaque. Uh, your body is full of darkness. Now, you had told me that where it says healthy there, mm -hmm. when your eye is healthy, that that's really single. Yeah, singular. So a single yeah. focus. Mm -hmm. It would be singularly focused mm -hmm. when your eye is singularly focused. When your eye is really uh, on that thing it needs to be. When it's single. When you're single eyed. Mm -hmm. When you have that that singular focus. That's what you should have. And of course, that needs to be God. That needs mm -hmm. to be His will. Him, yeah. Jesus. However, we want to say that. Your whole body will be full of light then. But when it's evil, if you're, if instead you don't have singular focus, you have evil, uh, your eye is evil, mm -hmm. uh, then your body is full of darkness, full right. of darkness. Um, it's either full of light or full of darkness. Yeah. You can't have both. No. Right. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. Now, this is really an interesting phrase, and I like how Matt, Matthew kind of digs this out a little more, too, whenever he's talking about it in Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount. But it's it's going down this exact same line. I think they're saying the same thing. Matthew might give us just a little bit more on it, but either way, even in Matthew, you have to dig to get to what Jesus is obviously saying. And I think that's what you're having to do here, too. In 35, therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. What does that mean? If the best thing in you, that thing in you that you would consider that God, you would hope God would consider your light. Mm -hmm. This is my light. I'm shining my light in the world. Right. My goodness is being seen by the world. If that's actually darkness right. and you're not knowing it, 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Then or, what is your darkness like? Right. Yeah. Which is where Matthew, Matthew takes it to Jesus says, then how bad is the darkness? If the light in you is darkness, then oh my goodness, how bad is the darkness? Yes. And, and so even though that's not added strictly here by Jesus, this whole phrase incorporates that. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. What if your light is actually darkness? What if you haven't grabbed on to God's will and what he's doing in Jesus and you're still thinking that you have good light, mm -hmm. but your light is actually darkness. It's not what right. he wants for you. Then if that's what you call the good that's in you, then how bad is the bad that's in you? If that's the best good that you have, you have yes. to really examine your light. Mm -hmm. And is this on target with what mm -hmm. God wants? You know, I think that is going to go right into this next section for mm -hmm. our next podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, because He's going to call them out oh, on the yes. fact that they think they're light. Yeah, that's but true. But they're really dark. That's true. Yes, I see that completely. And 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 it is still that whole, gen he's going to keep that generation talk going mm -hmm. and everything. So, yeah, it's, I, all it's very, going to be connected very much. Oh, totally see where you're going. And then verse 36, if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright as when a lamp with its mm -hmm. rays gives you light. And that's what we want. Right. That's the kind of light that we want. That's hashtag goals. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, which is light. And, and this idea of light with no part dark, you know, may seem like the unreachable goal in a sense. Mm -hmm. And in one way for us, it is, I mean, we can never be perfect right. if that's what, if, if that's how you're seeing it, but, Jesus is not saying it to give you guilt for not being perfect. He's saying it because there is a sense in which we can live as lights to the world. Really okay. let the true light shine from us. And well, I be... think if we're really focused in um, trusting God completely, like we saw in this passage right before, mm -hmm. that this yeah. general, I think that's how we're full of light mm -hmm. and have no darkness. It's not about... The things we, you know, do every once in a while don't, we yeah. catch ourselves and go, oh, that's not, you know. Right. That's yeah. not of God. That's not light. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, I don't think that's what he's talking about, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think he's talking about really staying focused and. Yeah. Being single-minded about, single-focused, single-minded about God, Jesus, the will of Jesus that's in right. us. Yeah. And not being. Um, carried away with, you know, mm -hmm. looking for signs or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Trying to, even sometimes I think trying to make sure that we're checking off all the boxes. Yeah. Can be darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That too. You think you're trying to do so good and you're trying to, to really do God's will the right way. And, and all you're, you but all you're really doing that. is checking boxes right. and turning it into legalism. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being focused on Jesus and his heart. And he's going to explain that a little bit more in this very next part. Right. That's so. where we're going to go. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a really good way to put it. Just very, um, it's, it's something that's easy to let slip past us, I think. And because it is, we are distractible people and we <laughs> live in a society that is, 
trying to distract you. It's trying All to pull your attention away. Constantly. Those voices are loud. Yeah. Never a time when your attention isn't Satan can't. We, we have given him all sorts of tools to use mm -hmm. in our society to do that. So knowing that staying singularly focused becomes even more important. Letting our eye be healthy, as the ESV says, singularly focused. That's important. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one this time. Um, and like we said, it's going to jump right into the next. It's just going to flow right into the next part of the story. So we will continue with you in a few days as we end the chapter chapter 11 in Luke. And we will hope we hope that you have a great few days and really just enjoy diving deep in his word. We are going to look forward to talking to you then. So God bless you all and have a great week. Thanks.